Today's show has been made possible by Sweet Sprinkles. They specialize in cupcakes and cakes for weddings, birthdays, and special events. Everything is produced in a commercial kitchen, and they have over 70 flavors, all made from scratch. Stop by and check them out at a local event in Pasco and Hernando County or online at www.sweetsprinklesllc.com. You're listening to the Art of Business Podcast, part of the Art of Business Network. I believe theater, arts, music is so important for children because they are um, more likely to do better in school. They're more likely to stay in school. They're more likely to... um, to be interactive in their communities if they're involved in theater. About, the thing about Arts in Motion is we we are different from other community theaters where at other community theaters, it's you go through an audition process and you may or not get a part. At Arts in Motion, if you sign up, if you register, you pay your fees, you're in our show. And we accept everyone. You don't have to have any experience. So And so if we didn't have Arts in Motion, I don't know what a lot of kids would be doing. Sure. And, and even for the kids that don't want to go into this as a profession, it just gives them a place to feel at home. Like they can be themselves at Arts in Motion and there are other kids like them there. When you're in theater or you're in band or you're in um, uh, even a, a, a visual arts, arts class, yeah. choir, um, you are actively involved in creating um, something beautiful. If you see an audition and you think that might be interesting, go do it. I mean, the worst thing that can happen is you don't get a part, but you went and you tried. I know that there have been kids, super shy kids that have come through AIM and it has tremendously helped with their self-esteem and kind of brought them out of their shell. These skills that they're learning are, are transferable into any job they do anywhere. Mm-hmm. I was reading recently that Kids who study theater in college are more likely to get jobs than if they studied a specific major because the skills of being in front of people, being flexible, being creative, um, teamwork, teamwork, mm-hmm. all of that um, the, another, together, they're doing they're doing better in careers even if they don't go into acting as a career. Welcome to the Art of Business. I'm your host, Eric Baker. I sit down with entrepreneurs right here in Dade City and the surrounding areas to find out about their backgrounds, how they built their businesses, and what their secrets for success are. Today I'm joined with Tiffany Grumley and Jill Finnerty Ricardo. They're here to represent their organization, Arts in Motion Pasco. They're located at 13921 7th Street in Dade City, Florida. You can also find them online at artsinmotionpasco.org. Arts in Motion is a nonprofit community youth theater organization that focuses on providing the performing arts to communities who might not otherwise get to have them. 
Arts in Motion have an amazing team of volunteers, two of which are Tiffany and Jill, who help organize and produce the shows and make sure everything goes off without a hitch. They are extremely talented and dedicated to their craft. They care deeply about the arts and the impact it has on kids. I'm excited to have them on the show to tell their stories. Uh, but before we just jump into it and start talking about Arts in Motion, let's take a few minutes to get to know Tiffany and Jill on a personal level. Uh, Tiffany, you're the president of Arts in Motion. Correct. Awesome. And you're also from Lutz originally. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. So you grew up around these parts then. So you went to uh, Land Lakes High School. Yeah. Okay. So what type of things were you into back in those days? Um, I took dance for 15 years and in high school I was in the color guard and then um, when I I attended HCC and um, was also in USF's first color guard I was also in Girl Scouts but you know that doesn't really pertain to arts and motions so much so yeah okay yeah all right, and so so you were doing uh, what was that at USF? What was it called? Color Guard. Col- it's the, what is that? The people that twirl the flags with the marching band. Like, oh, okay. And how long did you do that? I did it all. I did it all through high school, and then just one year at USF. Okay. Yeah. So did you do any other performing or dancing or singing or anything back in those days? No, I do not like speaking <laughs> on stage. Even this is a little bit intimidating for me. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> so, yeah, I actually give the speeches at our shows and I hate it. Yeah, 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 I, I got you. Public speaking is tough. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, and so, so you're married. Your husband's name is David. Yes. And so you're also a mom. Yes. So awesome. Can you tell us a little bit kind of about your family? Maybe, maybe what, what does David do? Okay, well, David was in the drum line at, in the marching band at our school, so that's where we met. Um, he, now he is a um, paramedic firefighter in Hillsborough County. Oh. Um, and he also teaches at the HCC Fire Academy. Um, we have three kids. They're all in high school. My oldest, Caleb, is about to turn 18. He's a senior. Nice. Uh, he's a drummer. Oh. Um, my, and all three of them do theater. Caleb kind of picks and chooses what he does. Kevin, my middle child, is 16, and he does theater and dance and sings and all that. He's the one that got us, brought us to Arts in Motion. Was oh, okay. his his love of performing. Gotcha. And then my youngest, Kendall, she is she's an artist. Um, she does theater as well, and she is 14. Okay, fantastic. Fanta- and so you also, from what I could tell, you do a ton of fundraisers, different events, and things like that. Yeah. So talk about some of those fundraisers you do. Uh, well, fundraising for Arts in Motion is difficult because we're a small group. It's not like we can send catalogs home with hundreds of kids in an elementary school to raise money. We usually have, like... What, like 35 families or so so it's it's hard to fundraise one of the best things that we've found to do is our bingo nights we usually do okay. pretty well on those but um where do you have these bingo nights is it at, is it at, the- at, at arts in motion yeah okay yeah so you know we're always trying different things to see what works but bingo Bingo's the best, huh? And the best. Okay, yeah. right on. Awesome. Okay, fantastic. So, and Jill, now you're the vice president of planning and development for Arts in Motion. Yes. 
Now, some of you listening might remember Jill from a, from a recent episode. Um, so you were born right here in Florida. You're yes. a Florida native, mm-hmm. and you graduated from Zephyr Hills High School. I did. So you also grew up right here in these parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and right after college, you, you talked about how you spent a year on the road doing performance, singing and dancing. Yes. Can you just talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, so that was the Up With People program. Um, I actually started performing very early um, in even at church um, and little Christmas pageants and such. Um, my first on stage performance was in second grade. I was Raggedy Ann. Um, and so I was always involved in singing um, singing and performing. Um, I was also in the um, flag corps. I didn't, oh, really? Tiffany and I have something in common that I didn't know about. Nice. Um, so I've always enjoyed uh, being on stage and, and performing. Um, I uh, studied communications. Um, PR and journalism and such in college, um, and Up With People came to my college and did a performance, and I fell in love. I had to do it. Um, so I was accepted, and my parents were a little a little um, skeptical that I should uh, finish four years of college and then hit the road, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, I did it. I packed my bags and I left. Um, spent the entire year of 1993 traveling to 24 U.S. states, um, eight European countries. Um, we stayed in 80 to 90 host families that year. Um, our smallest performances were on stages not much bigger than this room. Um, and we performed in the um, biggest, most beautiful opera house in in Europe, um, so and we did everything in, in between. We uh, performed with Lee Greenwood um, at the ba- Boy Scout Jamboree. Um, we performed in um, an arena, uh, which was called the ZDF Pop Show, which was um, ZDF is like ABC, but it's in Germany, um, ABC Network uh, or or CBS or whatever. Sure, sure. Um, so it was their networks big extravaganza and we performed with um, Lenny Kravitz and Melissa Etheridge and Phil Collins and uh, yeah big names so it was quite an amazing experience okay so talk about that for a second what'd you get to do with Lenny Kravitz Uh, well he opened for us actually Um, we were the closing act for that particular thing it was yeah it was broadcast to 33 million people um so it was that was an amazing experience, and we learned that if they had put us in our own separate dressing room, but we learned that if you and, and marked our backstage passes with um, Sharpie, but if you put a little Aquanet on that, the Sharpie comes right off, and you can go wherever you want. <laughs> so nice. We were hanging out backstage. I mean, I sat, I talked to Lenny Kravitz for like twenty minutes. Um, the Gypsy Kings were there, that, and they did like a little performance for us. Um, uh, somebody what, what, was like, what was Lenny Kravitz like? He well, this was in 1993. He was young, super handsome, yes, yeah. super handsome, yeah, um, and just super cool, like like suave. And, it's what you would yeah, expect, exactly what you would expect from Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, I love it. Okay, awesome. So, and now you're also married. Uh, your husband's name is Jason. Yes. And you're a mom as well. I am. Um, so, could you talk about your family a little bit? Maybe start off by telling us what does Jason do? Jason is an attorney here in Dade City. Um, he uh, went to Florida State Law. Um, and where he and his partner both went to Florida State Law. They met in high school, actually, um, and then met again in law school and um, became partners about 21 years ago. Um, and they've been practicing here in Dade City for a very long time. Um, 
and we have um, eight children. Um, our, our oldest two are in college. Um, Roman, who we met a couple weeks ago, is studying musical theater um, and technical theater. Rhett is studying acting um, at the Catholic University in um, in Washington, D.C. Not Georgetown. It's the Catholic University of America. Okay, sure, <laughs> um, sure. And uh, my next five are all in arts and motion and the baby is um the baby is destined to be in arts and motion (laughs) he is quite the little performer at almost age two so yeah we have five biological children and three adopted love it love it so i'm a florida state grad myself so i think me and jason have a lot in common (laughs) Uh, so all right and so you also have you own the ahuru watoto project the the charity along with Mm -hmm. your children so can just give us a brief rundown of what that that charity's all about uh well we educate girls in tanzania um so we take um we take time to fundraise for um the project and then we take that money and send girls to school that already exists there um so we don't we don't own a school or run a school um they have schools we just uh make it possible for girls to attend school and get educations and and better their lives and their own and and their communities Love it. And so you also do a lot of fundraisers and you're at different events and things. So just give us a brief rundown of some of the different events and fundraisers that that you do. So, yeah, in Arts in Motion, um, my current position is VP of Planning Development, which basically is sponsorship, fundraisers, that type of thing. Um, I've been involved in Arts in Motion over 10 years now um, and I've been on the board for probably eight seven or eight years. Um, So my previous position was VP of production, um, and I have um, segued into VP of planning and development um, this year. Um, So we're just starting. Uh, uh, It's been a while since we've had someone in that position actively working it. So right now I'm making a lot of contacts around town, um, uh, seeking sponsors and people who want to partner with us um, to help children. Because... um, I believe theater, arts, music is so important for children because they are um, more likely to do better in school. They're more likely to stay in school. They're more likely to um, to be interactive in their communities if they're involved in theater. Yeah. So we want to find um, partners who are interested in providing that experience for kids because they become better community leaders sure. if, if they are involved in theater. Understood. I love it. Love it so much. All right, so now kind of let's start talking about Arts in Motion Pasco. And why not have a cupcake with your art? Sweet Sprinkle specializes in cupcakes, cakes for weddings, birthdays, and special events. Everything is produced in a commercial kitchen, and they have over 70 flavors, all made from scratch. Stop by and check them out at a local event in Pasco and Hernando County or online at www.sweetsprinklesllc.com. Okay, so Arts in Motion, I believe, was formed back in 1995. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. Perfect. So now I, I pulled this directly uh, from your website. Arts in Motion is a 501c3 nonprofit community youth theater and arts education organization. The mission of Arts in Motion is to provide a means for children in kindergarten through 12th grade to participate in the visual and performing arts that are both educational and entertaining 
in a community where similar opportunities are not available. So I was hoping that you two could just expand on that a little bit. Tell us a little bit more about Arts in Motion and maybe what your roles with the organization are. Okay, well, I personally didn't know a whole lot about who founded us and why they did. So I actually reached out to a couple people to get like our backstory because I'm not sure anyone on the board actually knows who was there at the first meeting. So I reached out to Joy Lynn. Um, mm-hmm. She and she gave me some information. She was one of the five or six people at the very first meeting. Oh, wow. Um, Jim and Janet Lane wanted to find something for their daughter, Becky. And so that is how Arts in Motion started. The very first meeting was at their dining room table with Chip Mander, Joy Lynn. They brought Connie Frankel in. She's a um, professor at PHSC, and she's has a wealth of knowledge about theater, so they brought her in because they didn't know much about theater. They just knew their daughter wanted to do it. And then they had like an advisory board and Gary Hattrick was on that. And I'm sure there were other members, but that's that's what I got. But she told me some fun stories about the beginning of AIM. Um, She said their first show was Kids of Camelot and their second show was Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. And for that second show, they... They got a lot of kids, like 50 kids, and she told me that they were uh, they acquired some cardboard, flattened cardboard boxes from Scotty's Lumber, which I guess isn't around anymore. No. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not from Dade City, so. Yeah. Um, but uh, but she said she remembered all the kids like laying splayed out on the floor, coloring the cardboard boxes, and that was that was their. Their car, their box cars that they used in the show. So, sure. um, but yeah, we have. Uh, I know um, Jackie McRae, who has owns, or I don't know if she owns or she has the top of the town studio, and she's doing like voice lessons and that kind of stuff. She was in AIM, and Charlotte Lewis, who owns mm-hmm. Prelude with her husband, mm-hmm. she was in AIM. Mm-hmm. So that's Joylin's daughter. Yes. But um, yeah, so it's. It's kind of just based on talking with her, it's kind of ebbed and flowed through the years. And it, at first, it was just for younger children, and now we are a K through 12 organization. Um, we've rehearsed at various places throughout the years. Uh, they've had rehearsals at Pasco Middle School, lots of different churches. Um, they, we've performed at Pasco Middle, Wesley Chapel Center for the Performing Arts, Bishop McLaughlin. Um, Jill's backyard, <laughs> and and now we're using the new IPAC off of Old Pasco Road that PHSC owns. Okay. Um, and then what? In 2019, we started renting our own building, which has been really nice. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, I think uh, the reason that we are board members and all of our board members are are on the board is because we just believe in this program like mm. it gives a lot of kids a home um a lot of a lot of kids some socialization some kids mo- like right now in this cast over f- half of them are homeschooled so they don't have any other access to any kind of performing arts 
Um, but even the some of the public school kids, like even if they are involved in theater at their school, they still come out and participate in our organization. And I have seen some some shows at community theaters in the Tampa Bay area, and I really think we do a really great job at what we do. Yeah. Um, some. I think even better than some of them, honestly. So um, we, all the board members and all the parents, like none of us are paid. We are all volunteers. um, And we just all throw our heart and soul into it to get the best show possible on the stage. So her job and my job are pretty close to full-time jobs yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so so what so you so you're the president mm-hmm. so what's that what's the role so my role is all the boring stuff that has to get done <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm i you know do all the paperwork sign the lease mm-hmm. get the rights to the shows hire mm-hmm. the production team and just kind of oversee the board and make sure I'm touching base with them and everything's getting done. Like, you know, cause everybody has their role. Um, Jill does the fundraising and handles the sponsorship. So we're, you know, constantly in touch about what's going on there. And then um, we have our VP of production who is kind of in charge of running rehearsals and making sure all of the, all of the different, we call them team leads, all the different little small groups of volunteers that are in charge of sets or props or whatever she kind of oversees that so we keep in touch about that and then you know we have the treasurer and secretary and then Mm -hmm. lots of other smaller roles and Mm -hmm. so it's just you know um yeah kind of like a management position delegating checking in that kind of thing but i also but i also you know props and what wherever i can like you know i i want to make sure everything just turns out the best it can be so i i help wherever i can so probably more than i should but yeah yeah hey, i get it that's a kind of a good president yeah. so, so what about you joe uh so so uh, obviously you're the vice president of planning and production so you do lots of fundraisers and things like that yeah, but planning um, and development. And development we're actually trying to um we've been talking about what does that mean what does planning and development actually mean what was the original intent of that position um like i said we've had um not somebody really in that position for a little while so um trying to figure out what was the intention right now it's um fundraising sponsorship whatever we can do to bring money in um bingo um and trying to figure out what's most effective because for me personally um i want to do things that are efficient and effective and not constantly nickel and diming people to death um so uh that's what we're trying to figure out what is our our best means for fundraising at this point yeah so so now when did you join the team um oh gosh my kids (laughs) uh so Rhett I think Rhett was my second one was eight and he's 18 so I, at least 10 maybe 11 years ago it was um, okay. back show? high school musical was 
our kids' first show. Um, was that right before Christmas Carol? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, so I joined about a year later. I joined the board a year later. Okay. Yeah. And so what was your individual motivations for joining? You may have mentioned it, but just briefly. I, I um, said to my kids one uh, summer, hey, you want to do a Dr. Seuss camp? I didn't really tell them it was a theater camp. Um, and they went and they had a great time. Um, the next show, the, the next full show they did was Little Abner, and that wasn't something that my kids... I think they would have had fun, but we didn't know anything about it. So it was, we just kind of held on that one. But then the next show was High School Musical, which was hugely popular at the time. And my kids are like, yes, we want to do High School Musical. And honestly, uh, we did that show. We've never stopped. Um, They've done every show since. Um, And it's like, we have another baby and it gets to age five and and he comes in. And so um, at this point, I've had seven kids in AIM and I'm, pretty sure the eighth will will fly along <laughs> with them <laughs> um uh yeah we we just really the my kids love performing yeah um and it's uh, some of them are at different levels um like roman was good um, but then he had a role in Newsies. Um, he had the lead role in Newsies, and that's when he said to himself this is my this is my passion this is my career this is my life yeah um Rhett knew it from the first show he did I mean he took that final bow and he was like that's it I'm gonna be on stage for the rest of my life um it took Roman a little bit longer although Roman is wildly talented um Rio has always known Rio who was here a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. um she has always known she's already done um a professional audition for um, the Frozen National Tour so she's been She's been pretty interested since she was very little. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, different levels of interest. Um, but I think when they find their uh, the the thing that really hooks them, they don't stop. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, AIM, Arts in Motion Pasco, has produced... 58 shows, give or take? Is that number pretty close? Probably. Somewhere Sounds about number. right. Yeah. What, what types of shows and performances does AIM typically produce? So nowadays, we, and this could be changing because we're, we don't know, we're considering different options, but typically since we've been here, at least for the last 10 years, we've, we've done two major productions a year, one in the fall and one in the spring, all musicals. And then we also do summer camps, which there have been multi, you know, a number of summer camps that probably aren't included in that 50-whatever number. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, we are, um, we've done, at the beginning, I think they did more straight plays than musicals, but as of late, it's it's been musicals. Now, after COVID, we, we had to shut down for a year, obviously, and then when we started back up we did four straight plays in uh, on a stage in Jill's backyard nice and um the kids all really enjoyed the change of pace um so you know that's something that we would like to consider throwing in a straight play here and there but we just have to figure out logistics and making it all work and the difference between a musical and a straight play is that a straight play has a certain number of characters there's not an ensemble there's not um you know crowds um in a musical you can have a big number and put all 50 kids on stage and all the grandmas and grandpas get their picture moment and yeah. it makes everybody happy. When you're doing a straight play, <laughs> I mean, the Diary of Anne Frank has 
eight or nine characters. That's it. I mean, you can't add a crowd. Um, so mm-hmm. it makes it tricky when you have a lot of kids who want to do um, a production. Um, that's why we did four the, in the in the in the season when we did uh, during COVID. We did four straight plays, and we're able to accommodate everyone who wanted to participate. Um, but it it. A musical lends itself to allowing as many children as possible to participate, whereas a straight play, um, you are limited in the number of people who can participate. So those predefined roles are yes. Already, already I mean there. that's what yeah. It, it, yeah. it is. What it is. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. So, uh, what all is involved with producing a show? I mean, putting all the pieces of the puzzle together. Uh, you, you know, I mean, so the casting, rehearsals, the lighting, uh, sound. I mean, ha- what is involved with producing? a show everything you just mentioned it's a lot <laughs> yeah it, it, it's it's a lot of moving pieces and it involves everything from fundraising to lighting mm-hmm. um and we have team leads who um head up the the various areas um and we sort of have a, a, a plan in place because we've been doing it for so long but the very first thing we have to do is figure out what shows we're going to do. And that is sometimes a contentious process. It is, I tell people that is the, even if it's not contentious, it is the <laughs> most difficult thing we do it as really a board. Is. Really? And, and it's not, and it's, why is that? it's because we're working it's a number of reasons where we have to find a show that has a large enough cast size because if we dip too far below 50 kids with all the expenses that come along with putting on a show we won't have enough funds we need shows that are big enough to have because we need those registration fees um and we're working with kids so it has to be appropriate for their that age group and, um, and interesting to that age group yeah and we want we want the kids to be excited about it and we want it to be exciting enough that people are going to come buy tickets cuz that's how we make i mean we are a nonprofit but we have to make back what we spend and we spend sure. about 20 to 25,000 dollars on each show each musical yeah so you're talking about the rights rights aren't aren't cheap you have to pay for tracks or you know pay for whatever comes along with a live orchestra we are um we pay our production team but it's not much we don't pay them much it's basically i tell people it's basically gas money we they get a stipend um and then you know we're having to buy wood and wheels or whatever for sets mm-hmm. paint for sets we have costumes we have to acquire things for props um what am i missing well we have to pay for the theater you have to pay well the, the theater is the, the biggest venue, expense. the venue is a very high expense and, sure. and i've said to people even in our sponsorship materials that we are very um cognizant um, that when people give us money, they entrust us with it. So we take good care of our costumes. Our kids aren't allowed to play in them and and use them for their own personal use. So we keep our costumes and try to recycle them um, and or loan them out to other other venues um, who then loan us things. Um, we take very good care of our props. Um, we have a prop room where our props sit, and so. Um, we, we, we don't let the kids play with them and, and, and use them for their own fun. Um, so we try to be very good stewards of what's given to us, whether it's the money or the, or the costumes or the props Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. But despite all of that, it's still 
a huge expense for costumes yeah, every show. Sure. Huge expense for props. Oh, makeup every is show. another makeup. expense. Um, and makeup's consumable. You can't and use hair, that again. And hair, because we, you know, do wigs from time to time. Yeah. Right. Um, just, uh, <laughs> we, we just recently purchased, um, head mics and we got ten. we got 10 we got 10 but no, that was an $8,000 expense oh, wow. yeah. now it, it improves the quality of the show for our audiences yeah. particularly that's been my biggest complaint about AIM since the very first show my kids did is that either the um, the equipment wasn't good enough and it crackled or whatever or that they didn't have the equipment and was difficult to hear the kids um so we've been investing in things like that but it's very expensive um so uh there are just and and then we have a place a warehouse that we pay rent for every month we have our building that we pay rent for every month oh Oh, and our electric bill our our electric bill has gone through the roof um probably i think it's been four to six hundred dollars a month for electricity um which is for a nonprofit organization is a lot of money yeah um yeah so yeah there are a lot of expenses that we have to cover um but when we uh, so we picked the show we were talking about um the process we pick the show mm-hmm. um and then um and that's a board vote um um and we try to pick two shows at a time so we complete the season sure. um and then we choose production teams um that it consists of a director assistant director maybe um choreographer music director and a stage manager um sometimes our assistants assistant director assistant choreographer um will come from within the cast um kids who were interested in um a career Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. might be chosen for an internship as an assistant um so a that saves us money and um (laughs) b it gives it adds that educational component that we want um we want our kids to not only have fun but we want them to come out with um uh, an education in theater um and then once we choose our production team we set our audition times um we audition and then we start rehearsals and go through usually about a three-month rehearsal period of Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, and Saturday mornings, um, and then we perform our show. Gotcha. And so, <clears throat> you mentioned something that I didn't even think about, but you have to obtain the rights to the show and the music. I didn't, yes. I didn't even yeah. think about yeah. that. Yeah, you can't just say, "Hey, I want to do yeah. Hamilton, Hamilton," and, and yeah. just, you know the church that just got in trouble for yes. doing Hamilton. Yeah, that's because they didn't have the rights to do Hamilton, and then they changed it too. Once you get the rights, you also can't change the show in any way. Gotcha. So you can't choose an slightly inappropriate show and then just take out the inappropriate parts right so when we talk about choosing an appropriate show the material needs to be appropriate you we've had many shows that we've chosen that we didn't get the rights for because the show's on tour or another organization's doing it too close to us um so there are lots of little legal things yeah um so this is fascinating so how did um so you guys are, how did you learn all of the, like, how did you learn all of the stuff that has to be done, all the boxes that have to be Trial checked? Trial by fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I, I, I think most of our board has no experience with theater, like before they, before their kids brought them in. Now Jill, I Jill does. I think I'm the only one. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like I had no, like I still, 
I'm there are still words that I learn I yesterday I met with the theater and they asked me if I wanted to add something to our contract and I said I don't know what that is <laughs> so it's it it's really a, still a learning experience and you know most of it I've learned from the other board members just by going through the process bef- you know right. as, and even as having we've... done theater for most of my life um, in one way or the other um, whether it's super not professional or more more professional mm-hmm. I'm still learning I don't know everything I'm not an expert uh, by any stretch especially when it comes to technical things right um, my, my child knows way more about technical things right than I do. because you were a performer but right. the the back end yeah, all the stuff we lights. do is is a totally different thing so sure. yeah. yeah so I mean I know how to run cables to hook up lights and mics and yeah. all that and, up and with people taught me how to properly roll a cable yeah. you, there's a certain way you don't just uh, run it around just, your arm yeah, right, like yeah, an that extension cord not the way to yeah. so yeah I, yeah I learned some things set it uh, set up and strike when I was in up with people we set up and strike uh, struck our own stage um, as the students um, so that I can do and it's cool to s- now it it's changed the way I see a show because mm-hmm. now I, I know what's going on backstage and sometimes I'm even seated in an area where I can see <laughs> actually this is a funny story what show was it I think it we went to see um I don't even remember we went to see I went to see something with my mom and my husband and we were up in one of the balconies real close to the stage and I could see right through the wings to the to stage right and they had in tape on the floor I the letter C and the letter U and I was like that's genius like we totally and so we incorporated that at our last show because the kids stand too close to the curtain and the audience can just completely see you so I was like I totally oh, see. I see you yes yes okay. I get it I get it and it, and it also makes more sense when you're sitting in a in a theater and you've just paid $150 for this ticket mm-hmm. my it stresses my husband out he can literally not enjoy a show because he's like I just spent $150 to sit in the seat but it makes more sense because we know um, if you're seeing Hamilton that production the, the, I can't even imagine how much that production costs yeah. um, and then to take it on the road no less um, when you see a show you're, 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 you're not only just seeing what's on stage you're seeing all those people who work backstage you're, you're paying all those people in the orchestra you're paying for those beautiful sets and costumes and and all of this, all of these things you don't think about, mm-hmm. even the rental of the venue. Um, mm-hmm. There's so much more involved in a theater production than a bunch of people getting on stage and and sure, sure, acting. sure. Yeah, and you know another another story like that is we went to see Finding Neverland in Lakeland, and we were sitting like kind of high up. It's more like a stadium type seating at their at the theater we were in, and. <clears throat> When we do a show, we have you have to mark where every set piece rolls out and sits on the floor. So it's in the same place every time. So you mark it with what, what's called spike tape, and you use a different color for each set piece. And and like they had one scene where there was black light, and the spike tape is all fluorescent, and the whole stage is like lit up with all this spike tape. And I just thought it was <laughs> kind of cool to see that. Oh, this is something they do that, the same thing we do. Yeah, yeah we're, we're yeah. doing something that professionals do. And also, spike nice. tape is not ex- inexpensive either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> another cost: spike tape, gaffer tape. So it really um, is. What we do is really a high quality production. It is not. 
just because it's kids, it is not like going to see a middle school production. It is it is really a high. We produce high quality shows, and yeah. I, I'm really proud of, of doing. Absolutely. Of what we do. When we did Newsies <laughs> um, in 2019, yeah. I want to say um, it was to me seeing that production. To me, that was the high point so far because there will be more high points. Um, that production was very near to a professional production. It was so good that we actually performed an encore of it two and a half months later mm-hmm. um, in a bigger venue. Nice. Um, we were offered, it didn't work out, but someone offered us the opportunity to take it to Ruth Eckerd Hall. Um, wow. That's how good Why, it was. What happened? Amazing. Why didn't it work out? Um, I can't remember. I think they were renovating. They, yes. Yeah. Ruth Eckerd Hall was renovating. They were like putting new carpet in and it just wouldn't work for Can the you dates revisit? we Can needed. You re- well, um, like my son was the lead in that one and uh, he's off in college. I mean, Uh-oh. I think he'd do it again if, if it worked <laughs> into his schedule. Um, but I mean, that's how good it was. It was so high quality. And it was, I always say that that show was magic because it was the perfect cast, the perfect production team, just every, the, the it was a perfect storm newsies? of newsies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Disney's newsies. Oh, okay. um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what a what an amazing show! I mean, there was something for every kid to do, every kid to be featured. Um, the dancing was incredible. The vocals were incredible. The acting. I mean, it was the perfect perfect show yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to James and the Giant Peach this time because I think it's going to be um, our we have talked about James and the Giant Peach for years mm-hmm. the, in, in our our negotiations for what shows we're going to do and, and there's one particular board member who will bring it up and I think everybody's kind of like I don't know, James and the Giant Peach really but then we opened up um the floor basically to various directors to pitch shows to us and our current director Derek Baxter who is unbelievably brilliant um so creative um he pitched James and the Giant Peach and I was like really James and the Giant Peach he pitched it in such a way that I was like we have to do this show it is going like it's gonna be quirky and it's gonna be um colorful and it's just I'm so excited about seeing this show and it's the first time I haven't seen a show before the show in years mm. and years because I've I've always been in rehearsals um, but now with my new role I don't go into rehearsal and so it's going to be a complete surprise um, but I think it's going to be amazing from what I hear my kids singing around the house and the way they're talking the music is really fun really fun yeah. it's the same writers as um, it's uh, um, Pasek and Paul Pasek and Paul um, and they did uh, Dear Evan Hansen, okay. um, which just closed on Broadway on Sunday. Um, so they're, they are brilliant writers. Um, so I think it's good material, but it's also, um, I think we have a good cast, two good casts. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're working hard. Awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah. speaking of James and the Giant Peach, how did you guys, just to go back through this rights thing, it has me, <laughs> how did you... Who do you even reach out to to obtain rights to that there, stuff? There are various organizations that will be, that acquire the rights, I guess, whatever, whatever writers like negotiate. And um, this one is through Music Theater International, MTI. Okay. Um, but there are like, 
There Concord. are a couple of big ones. Concord Theatricals is another one um, that do the bigger name shows. And then smaller, lesser known musicals and plays. There are other smaller organizations that mm. that will, you can apply for the rights through them. And then do they like give you, so do you just buy it outright or do you, uh, you no. get to repackage it, sell it tickets wise? Did they take a, get a cut or something? Yeah, they, I don't really know where the money goes once we pay them. Like I'm sure they get some and then the writers get some and the composers of the music get some like, cause usually with MTI, it kind of all comes as a package. So MTI and Concord both kind of run the same, um, we apply for the rights. We have to give them dates. We have to tell them how many were expected to be seated in our audience. We have to tell them how many kids mm. are in our show and if they're paying to be in our show and if we're professionals or not. And then they come up with a number. And um, I see. So that will include some scripts. It will include the um, the musical scores, uh, or we can so we can have a live orchestra that we are actually. On we are. I don't know what the word is. We are. Um, yeah, we we are probably. I'm just gonna go there. We're probably gonna have a live orchestra for this show. They've been nice. rehearsing a little bit. Um, we have to make a decision by next week. So we haven't had a live orchestra in probably eight years. Oh, wow. So it's, a big deal, it's really like for me, I'm a little nervous about it just because I haven't been president when we've made that happen. So, um, I don't know what I'm doing, but <laughs> like I said, one of those other things that yeah. I'm learning as a, on the fly, because this it. is not something I was trained for, but, um, but typically we use tracks. Like I'm pretty sure from our next show, Matilda in the spring, we'll use tracks, um, just because some music is too difficult to find people to play. Um, a lot of the members of our current orchestra, well, I think all of them are in uh, the Dade City Symphony. Okay. So Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they're all volunteering, which we are so, so grateful that that they are volunteering to... And they a lot of them have played in the last... Like, several years ago for us and they miss it they said they miss it so oh. I'm glad we're bringing it back <laughs> nice so what's the casting process like I would imagine casting can be both highs and lows for people when they um, when they want to get a part and they get it and conversely when they want a part and they don't so what what is it for you guys as someone who has to cast the roles and put people in spots okay, well, that's, is, that's interesting because we don't as oh, board members we don't do the casting okay. the production team does the casting um, okay. and in fact we aren't even in the auditions oh. um, so the kids go before the director music director um, choreographer and they'll do um, a minute of a song maybe maybe a monologue maybe a not depending on the director gotcha. um, they'll learn a dance combination and um and and do that um and then the production team casts the show okay. we, we don't have anything to do with it i see um and what we do at AIM is we also have a pre-casting rehearsal of one or two nights when the kids can meet the production team, um, maybe learn some dance combinations so that they have an understanding of what's going to happen. So especially for kids who are new, who who have never participated in theater before, they don't come into an audition cold and and not knowing anything and not knowing anyone. And So we want, we want to give each kid... Um, 
the opportunity to feel very comfortable and and yeah. and and not it not be a scary situation. Now, I'm not saying it's not scary. Even my kids still get get scared. Yeah. Um, in fact, Rio has said that she gets more scared in aim. Um, auditions than she did even for her New York audition. It was that was easy wow. for her. Yeah, it's just just because that was the professional one she did, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so she, um, I, I personally hate audition time <laughs> because in my family, some of my kids are competing against each other. Um, so it can get real tense in my house for <laughs> for a few days. Um, there are. There's always somebody who's extraordinarily happy and someone who's crying. Um, so for for my family, it's it's tense. And and you're right. We we double cast usually, um, which means that we have one show, but we have two casts. Um, all the kids will be in both shows, but in one of the casts, the kids um, there will be kids who have the parts and and then they'll switch and be in the ensemble for the next show um oh, so we give more more kids a, an opportunity so instead of one james we have two james is yeah um and uh for for the um like all the bugs in this show there are two casts That's so the gotcha. so two sets um this this year we had the london cast and the new york cast it's related to the show um so more kids get an opportunity, but yeah, not everyone. I mean, you can't have twenty Jameses. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there there is definitely always disappointment, and even even my I mean, even my kids have been there. But we tell we try to tell the parents that even if they don't get the lead role that they were hoping to, there the ensemble is so important as well, and that you is you can't have a musical without an ensemble. Yeah, you and, absolutely cannot. And there is so much you can learn in an ensemble position too. So I mean, and really, honestly, and this has happened, you as an ensemble member can completely draw people's eyes and outshine the lead roles. Yep. I mean, mm. you completely steal the show. It's all in what what you put forward like yeah. how hard you worked toward perfecting that character or yeah. I, remember, I, I don't know if you saw high school musical but um when my kids did it of course they didn't get lead roles it was their first show um but Rhett had to do the worm and it got such a laugh and people comment I, and I think the worm was when Rhett was like this is it <laughs> this is my destiny <laughs> nice. it, it was just a very small but they were like just do the worm and he did it and it was so funny and he got that laugh and that was it he was sold yeah yeah so, so, so the ensemble roles are you can you can steal the show in an ensemble role yeah I love it so how long does it take to produce a show? So you guys do do uh, excuse me two main shows a year. Um, and I know just with this podcast, how long it takes. So how long to produce a show like what you guys are doing from beginning, casting, rehearsals, planning, getting all the rights to putting on the show, and then I'm, I'm assuming some form of editing to put it out later in digital form or something. Is that we don't really ever do that. We don't okay. do digital. I mean, we we will film it and um allow our our cast to purchase a copy but we don't we that, that's extra money if we have the rights for it you yeah. can't always film them right um oh. and you, yeah. you have to have the rights and for you it. can't always put them out there um like live mm. or recorded you ha that's an additional fee when you're obtaining okay. the rights gotcha. but um what was it that you were just uh, roughly how long does it take oh. to produce a show so we okay so we take a little longer than a lot of community theaters because we only meet three times a week. 
Um, so two and a half to three months. Okay. So we are going to start perfecting our list of shows for the 2023-2024 year next month. Okay. And then we'll, we hope to have... And then this is kind of, we, we've kind of stretched it out so that it's not like, so we can do lots of homework and research about the shows. Um, we, we want to try and bring directors in to pitch shows because we have found that if you bring a director in and they're passionate about a show, that show is exponentially better. That's why Newsies was so awesome. It was, Capri Pichette was our director and... That's her favorite show of all time. Gotcha. So it it's yeah. it, and it showed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it was amazing. It's it's more successful of a show when it's something the director is passionate about. So we're trying to get directors to come in in uh, December. No. November to pitch shows, and then hopefully we'll have a decision, uh, and of all of our shows for that year by like January, February, including our summer camps. So then at that time, once we've made a decision, I'll go ahead and obtain the rights and we'll announce the show. But then, you know, not a whole lot is happening other than the production teams may be thinking about their vision and Mm -hmm. start, or the choreographer may be starting choreography. Mm -hmm, It just depends on the person. But typically springtime, just depends on the director really like yeah, yeah. a lot of times we would have auditions for our spring show in january and the show would go up in may but this next matilda's gonna be a bear capria bichette again she's a beast <laughs> <laughs> she she has she's grand awesome. plans it's nice. so true nice but um we are actually gonna probably have auditions in the beginning of December, but then we won't start rehearsing until like January sometime. So we I don't see. have those dates in stone yet, but okay. um, yeah, so. So so what about marketing, advertising? I mean, how do you guys get, get people to, to come into the door and, 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 to, and to see you? I don't know. <laughs> I, and honestly, that is one of the most difficult things. Um, I still talk to people in Dade City that have no idea that we exist. Mm. So I am not a marketing person and we have not had like a parent that's like, oh, I'm in marketing. Let me help you. But yeah. I wish we did because, um, you know, we, you know, and that's part of the reason that I'm doing this because sure, sure. Um, we want people to know that we're here. We want people to support us. We want people, even if they can't support us, to come see our show or come to bingo night or whatever. Yeah. Um, Bring their kids to auditions. Yeah, because, <laughs> because we... We have lots of ways to bring money in. We just need the people to do that. And and part of the problem too is that we don't want to keep having our our uh, members, parent like the parents, reaching into their pockets to buy something from our catalog mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know get do a membership. We want we want outside community members to be helping support our organization because it truly is a community theater. We do it for the community. Yeah. Um it started because there's no one there were no theater options in East Pasco County. Um they had taken them out of the schools. Um I think in 1993-94 mm. there was no theater available and so that's why this family um, and their friends got together to form AIM. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's still the case. Um, I think there's a small drama club at Pasco. Um, I think a, there is at Zephyr Hills too. But, um, but <laughs> if they produce shows, I'm not aware. Yeah. Um, uh, at this point, 
we are um, the only organization producing Broadway shows in East Pasco County. Um, and further, I don't think a lot of people know this, is that we are the oldest community theater in the Tampa Bay area. Mm, okay, um, interesting. Yeah. So we have been around a long time. So what about future plans for Arts in Motion? you guys have anything big? I mean, obviously, we have James and the Giant Peach coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Matilda in the spring. Matilda. Um, anything? Um, interesting, they're both rolled doll. Um, so he wrote Willy Wonka, uh, Matilda, James and the Giant Peach. Um, so we're having kind of a, we did Willy Wonka the for summer camp. It's, it's the year of rolled doll. <laughs> nice. It doesn't usually work out that way. It just happened to work out that yeah. way this year. Um, but... Uh, uh, like she said, we'll be starting to, to plan our next season soon um, for 23-24. So, okay, um, nice. Yeah. Yeah, we are trying to, we have a director interested in doing a show over the summer, but we just don't know how to logistic. We, we're working on making that happen logistically mm. and financially. Okay, sure. But... Um, but yeah, we, I mean, we're open to new ideas. If, if anyone ever has an awesome fundraiser that they think that would work for us, I am all ears. Um, a, a big thing that I would love to see that we can't handle ourselves, but um, that, that East Pasco, ne- East Pasco needs a theater. East Pasco needs a theater, a, a proper theater. We have, Pasco Middle School has been so generous, but it's not a theater, it's an auditorium. And mm. there is a difference um, in terms of the technical um, uh, aspects. Um, it is just different than than what our needs are. And, and there aren't and dressing rooms. There, yeah, there aren't dressing like rooms. We're using there a hallway yeah, and an a auditorium. room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I see. So uh, I, I've done shows at the Carrollwood Cultural Center. My kids and I both have done shows there and I love that venue because um, it has a theater but they also have rooms where they have a pottery class and they have um, painting classes and they have things for seniors during the day and um, they have a community choir um, uh, and I think a venue like that where Blackwood Studios could do their um, dance recitals why are we going to Wesley Chapel when when we're here in Dade City, yeah. the Dade City Symphony would have a place. Um, showstoppers. Showstoppers yeah. would have a place. We would huh. have a place. Prelude. Uh, they yeah. could right. have their concerts um, there. Right. And then also, I would love to see a community theater either under our umbrella or separately for ad- adults. Um, there are lots of people. I would participate. Tiffany would participate. I don't think, I don't know. <laughs> you would I would just, my arm. I think that, and we have a lot of alumni in this area um, who would participate. And it, I, I can just see things being drawn. I know Dade City is very into the, the bicycling and trying to draw people here for that. I think in our community, we could also draw people for the arts. Sure. Um, because we do have a lot of people here who are interested, who have gone on to have amazing careers. We have a we have an alumni who traveled um, as one of the featured actors in Wicked, the, the tour. Nice. Um, she just came off the road several months ago. Um, we have someone works well, for the view that was in aim, um, right? What's his name? Chaz, uh, Chaz may, 
Um, we have people who work for Disney and Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some people who have done really amazing things in the arts because of their association and their participation in arts in motion. It's not just a, a club. It has really formed children into pursuing careers in the, for my, my own kids. Um, if it hadn't, I don't know what Roman would be doing right now, honestly, <laughs> um, if he hadn't been an AIM. I don't know what Rhett would be doing. They found their passion in AIM. That's they, great. they had been sports kids. They did sports. Um, and I can remember the day we were in the car after a football game at the YMCA. And Roman said, and they were doing both at the time. They were doing both um, football and and Arts in Motion, and Roman said, I don't want to do football anymore. And I was really surprised because my boys are 100% boys, right? Yeah. They, they're sports, they're, they're you know watching the games all the time. And I said, why? He's like, it just makes me angry, and I don't mm. like feeling that way. He's like, theater doesn't make me feel that way. Um, and so it provided him a place to, to be out there without that angst kind of um i'm sure. not i'm not saying there's something wrong with football i love i love football um but it wasn't for him as a player um he needed to put his energy somewhere else and so if we didn't have arts in motion i don't know what a lot of kids would be doing sure and and even for the kids that don't want to go into this as a profession it just gives them a place to feel at home like they can be themselves at arts in motion and there are other kids like them there. Like, you know, I, I just feel like... Theater kids are quirky kids yeah. sometimes. You know? Yeah. Not, and not quirky bad. Just Not, not quirky bad at all. Yeah. Just, you just, know, they have interests that are... Like, not everybody's interested in art or music or, um, you know, you, you have a, a culture where it's all sports, sports, sports and, and that kind of thing. And um, here they can come. If they're not that kid, they can come and be... Who they are. I love it. Um, it's yeah. great. That's, that's great, fantastic. You know? Every, everybody it, needs that. It, it, yeah. yeah. Right. And what I I hear people talking about the cost of, of this. And if, if all the actors, um, if, you know, we could just do away with the actors. We don't need them. Oh, really? What were you craving during COVID? <laughs> right. No one was... No one was saying, um, oh, I really would like a lawyer right now. And no offense to my husband. <laughs> but... People were craving not only entertainment, but I think human connection. Um, And that's what theater and the arts are about. It's about making connections as a human being. It's about the lived experience. Somebody wrote a play because they had an experience that they want to talk about in, in, in this type of of art Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so it's more than just oh let's go and sing and dance (laughs) there's there are connections to be made and we provide that opportunity for kids i love it so much so 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 guys what are some so 58 shows uh aim has produced you guys have produced a, a a number yourself what are some keys to to having a successful show some tips and tricks to putting on a good show like, so what was it about Newsies, aside from the director who was passionate, enthusiastic, excited about the work, what are some keys to having a good show? You have the to whole, have a good team. Yeah, the whole production team was excellent. Um, we had really good music directors, um, 
Capriya did the choreography too. Um, when it I, was the dream team. That's yeah. what. We but when used I'm to talking about them. the team, I'm not even just talking about the production team. I'm talking about everybody on the team, from the students to the production team to the board to the parents. All need to be on the same page, um, and it can't be um, working against each other. Um, everyone needs to be. Um, all in on making it a great experience. Um, and whether that person is selling concessions or making a t-shirt or um, choreographing a show, everyone needs to be working towards the same goal. Um, so the team aspect, I think, is really important. And our team is huge. Um, yeah. It's not just about the production team and it's not just about the actors and not just about the board. It's mm -hmm. about everybody working together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, we have lots of production team meetings to kind of bring everybody, especially with the vision of the show and what's needed on the stage, um, so that the person building the sets knows exactly how the director wants it built, and mm -hmm. the person painting the sets knows exactly how they want it painted, and, mm -hmm. you know, all the costumes get approved by the director. And um, But uh, in addition to that, it... That's one of the things that's hard about selecting the shows is we don't want to just pick some random show that nobody's heard of because then people aren't going to come buy tickets to see it. Like that's part of our success is selling tickets. Like we want not just because we need the money, we we need the money. Yes, that's part of our income. It's ticket sales, fundraising, sponsorships, uh, registration fees, donations. But um, in addition to that, the kids perform better when they have a full audience. When they can, and when they're, and and Makes when they're sense. getting applause and people are hooting and hollering at them, yeah. they just they just turn it on more. Oh yeah, in yeah. any performance. I mean, if Billy Joel was in a concert and nobody clapped, eh, yeah, probably be in a meh concert. Yeah. Um, but the the energy the audience gives gives energy to the the actors and sure. then they in turn give their energy back to the audience and it's a symbiotic relationship yeah. um you can't have one without the other and so we hope that our community will support these kids because like i said early on theater kids kids who are exposed to theater and art are better the, the science has proven it they're better in math they're better in language arts and they become better community leaders as they become adults because of their experience in mm, theater mm. and so we should encourage it we should want kids to be involved yeah. in experiences like this because it changes who they are um they're not just passively watching television you know when you think of entertainment for kids and they're watching a movie or they're listening to music um, it's very passive when you're in theater or you're in band or you're in um, uh, even a, a, a visual choir. arts class, yeah. choir. Um, you are actively involved in creating um, something beautiful. And so that changes them um, fundamentally as a person sure. and, and they're learning you know, they're learning to work together um, it's a team sport yeah I Absolutely. mean um, they are you know they're supportive of each other um, we have uh, we also have an leadership opportunities we have a what's called the aim players board which is made up of middle and high schoolers and they 
they do some fundraising they will like sponsor kids that can't afford to be in the program they um and they plan like fun social events for the cast hmm. to, to, to do together as well so okay. awesome but going back to that team player thing it's so beautiful to see um once they all get settled with their parts um it's beautiful to see the kids encouraging and supporting each other especially like in the double cast situation mm-hmm. um my nine-year-old is double cast with a new boy um and he comes home and talks about, oh, Oran's doing so great, and you know I'm really proud of him, and you know that I, I'm not in the rehearsal, so I don't see how they act there, but I know that that Reese comes home and he's he's super proud of his new friend who that's awesome who I don't know if he's done theater somewhere else, but he's new to us, um, and he and he's very supportive of him, and you see the big kids. I I loved when Reese was. Reese was new. He was five years old when we did Newsies. And our biggest kid was 18. I mean, he was this big, big kid, like a a giant. Um, (laughs) And I have pictures of um, Aiden sitting with Reese on his lap, reading a book or sharing a snack. Um, And so this 18-year-old was interacting with this five-year-old. And that's another beautiful thing about our organization is that kids get to interact with lots of different age groups. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that I'm in the fourth grade and I'm only going to be around fourth graders or I'm on the varsity team. So I'm only with 10th, 10th through 12th graders right. there. It's a wide range of, of ages, which is what they're going to get when they go out into society. They're not sure. only going to interact with the people who are born in 19, 19, what, what year are these? <laughs> <laughs> 19, <laughs> 2005, yeah. right? You know, yeah. um, um, no, so they get that experience too, where it's um, working with uh, all kinds of people, and then yeah. working with the production team. They're working with adults. They have to, you can't just you have to be a mature kid mm-hmm. to talk to your director and say, "Hey, I'm not understanding this," or "Can you help me with that?" It's 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 a very interesting experience for kids because it's not your typical coach. Yeah, um, it's it's. It's very interactive and creative and sure. it's a great experience. So what about if there was somebody listening out there right now who has an interest in maybe getting involved in the arts or maybe even producing their own show? What type of tips and tricks would you would you guys have for somebody who's, do who's starting? <laughs> <laughs> um, producing your own show, that would be tricky. You would need a, a team. Um, it's... Uh, Although, but if know, you want to come direct a show for Aim, <laughs> yeah, just reach out. Nice. Contact info's on yeah. our website. <laughs> Getting involved in the arts, just do it. You know what I mean? If you see an audition and you think that might be interesting, go do it. I mean, the worst thing that can happen is you don't get a part, but you went and you tried. Um, uh, I can remember when I auditioned for Titanic. It had been a long time. Um but I went and I got a part and it was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. It took forever because COVID canceled our show in the middle. Um, but get involved in the arts. Everyone has something in them that's creative, whether it's, um, because that's the way we're made. We're made to be experiencing life, not just watching it. Um, and so we are creative beings and, and everyone should, should, if you are interested, give it a try. Go take the piano lesson. Go take the violin lesson. Audition for the show. Sing in the choir, um, or support people who do. You know, if your mm-hmm. if your kid says, mm-hmm. "Hey, 
dad, I'd like to, I'd like to try this theater thing. Don't discourage it. You know, I think a a lot of people have fear about, um, my kid's going to be this or that if they go do this or that, um, let them do it because you don't know what, how it's going to change their life. Yeah. And, and about uh, the thing about arts in motion is we, we are different from other community theaters where at other community theaters, it's you go through an audition process and you may or not get a part. At Arts in Motion, if you sign up, if you register, you pay your fees, you're in our show. The auditions are just to decide where you are in our show. I see. So we have kids, The I'm pretty sure Oren, the one who's playing James mm-hmm. on, on the opposite of her son, Reese, I don't think he's ever done theater before. I think mm. I think our summer camp was his first experience. So you can walk in the door not having done anything before and get a lead role. I mean, you can come from years and years of experience and end up in the ensemble. You just never know. Directors are different. They're, they don't always cast the way you think you're going to cast. And we accept everyone. You don't have to have any experience. So. And so, so there was a stat. Uh, I kind of jumped over it. Uh, so um, and I think everybody knows this stat. But according to the National Institute of Mental Health, Public speaking is feared more than death itself by more than 75% of the population. I'm one of those people. <laughs> so, so, so people fear dying more than getting up on stage and, and talking in front of the front of the public. So um, do you guys have any tips for people if 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 they're if they want to do it, but it's that fear of talking in front of other folks. How do they get over that? It, you just have to do it. I think I think they Okay, I know that there have been kids, super shy kids that have come through AIM and it has tremendously helped with their self-esteem and kind of brought them out of their shell. And you know, they may totally bottle up during their audition, so they might not get a lead role, but they're gonna be in the ensemble and it's a lot easier to sing on stage with a group of people than it is singing standing out there in front of everybody and singing by yourself. So I think that, I think just doing it is, is what really helps these kids. Yeah. And I was going to say that it's, it's much easier to speak someone else's words than your own. Right. So if you have to get up and, and make a speech before a show, um, which which Tiffany (laughs) hates, um, uh, it's hard because you're thinking, Oh, they're hearing what I'm saying, but you're in a, in a musical or a play, you're speaking someone else's words. So I think that's always easier than, than speaking your own, um, or speaking off the cuff. Um, one of the other things when you just said, um, when you mentioned those statistics is, um, when you're talking about kids who do theater too, um, these skills that they're learning are, are transferable into any job they do mm-hmm. anywhere. Mm-hmm. I was reading recently that kids who study theater in college are more likely to get jobs than if they studied a specific major because mm-hmm. the skills of being in front of people, being flexible, being creative, um, teamwork, teamwork mm-hmm. all of that um, the, another, together, they're doing they're doing better in careers, even if they don't go into acting as a career, because the skills that they're learning, you can, in most jobs today, um, you can learn the skills on the job 
for the particular job, but you can't learn the teamwork, the flexibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, when when you talk about um, flexibility, it might be uh, my costume just ripped, um, and I got to figure it out because I have literally ten seconds. Yeah. Um, it could be, uh, oh my gosh. This I forgot person, to bring my prop on stage. Uh, yeah, I forgot to bring my prop on stage. What am I going to do? Yeah. It could be we had um, in the Sound of Music last year, we only had one Maria. Um, and uh, so it wasn't double cast. And she got sick and lost her voice for the last show. And there was a girl. That was the most stressful day in the history of AIM for me. <laughs> so, um, this was like the last day. Was it, was, it the last, it was the, it was last, the last show. show. The, the girl so had Sunday no morning, voice. we're yeah. trying to figure out what the heck yeah, we're going to do. She's trying to call me. I'm in mass. I'm a, <laughs> um, but I, there was a girl who had been our assistant choreographer. Um, so she knew all the dances. Um, and I said to her, I'm like, I need you to do this. Um, and she's like, I really don't want to do this. I'm like, okay, but I need you to do this. <laughs> uh, so we gave, we covered her script um, with construction paper and made it look like a Bible, like because Maria was a nun, so she might carry a Bible around. She had her script in her hand. She she went on stage. She was a nervous wreck, but she I. I was so, I'm going to say her name because I was so proud of her, Jaden Parsons. Um, she was a senior last last year and she was amazing. Nice. And I guarantee you that experience for her will stick with her for the rest of her days because mm-hmm. she took such courage and such um, uh, trust in the people around her. Um, and I know that that experience will stick with her forever. And then and then on top of it, she was so gracious because she wouldn't take the bow without the other Maria coming out. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it was just a lovely, I think it was a lovely moment, and I think it taught a lot of people a lot of things about being kind, being gracious, being humble, um, but also taking the step and going where you're needed. Um, she did not want to do it. Um, but she saved the show though, but she saved the show. I I don't know how we would have done it if she hadn't. Yeah. If she hadn't stepped up. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, It was great. And I mean, she was 18. Maybe 17, 17, 18. Yeah, she was 17 because she turned 18 in January. Um, so she was 17 years old and she literally saved the show and taught everybody something. Uh, The people in the audience, I think were just like, wow, a 17 year old girl just stepped up to the plate in a big way. I love it. I love stories like that. All right, guys. So, I mean, I can kind of start winding this thing down a little bit. Um, I mean, are there any topics that we didn't cover that you want to talk about or maybe something that we did cover that you want to dig a little bit deeper on? I think the only thing I can think of that we didn't talk about is, um, we also do, we also try to hold workshops occasionally too, because like it says in our mission statement, we're all about the education. So we're even talking about um, trying to do a an audition workshop before the next show because this show's ending in October, which isn't typical for us. So we have a little bit of time. So we're going to try and host some, some different workshops. Okay. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and I would just say that, you know, 
if if somebody is listening to this and they're like, geez, I'd really like to be involved in that organization, whether it's their their child who would like to act or mm-hmm. they have experience, maybe they did theater in college and haven't done it in a while, or they are they sew. We would love to have some seamstresses. We would love to have, you know, there might be men out there who are retired, who have carpentry skills, who are like, I would love to help build, or artists who would like to help paint sets. Um, uh, there are so many ways to be, maybe there's a, a, a person out there who does marketing, who's like, you know, I really like the mission of your organization. I'd love to help you market the show. Sure. Um, there are so many places to be involved. Um, and uh, we're grateful for, for the help we can get, whether you're on the board or not, whether you're a parent or not. Um, we just uh, really, our goal is for it to be a community organization. And the more people in the community who are involved, the, yeah. the better it is. So. so speaking of that then, perfect. So let's plug all your stuff. Plug your websites, plug social media, plug any events coming up, anything, anything at all. If people want to get involved, if people want to come to a show, if people want to donate money, how do they find you guys? Well, pretty much all of that information, uh, our audition information will will go up shortly for our next show. Um, tickets are on sale now on our website. There's information for... And that's um, artsinmotionpasco.org. Yes, and there are... Um, there's sponsorship and donation information. Um, if you have questions, there's contact information. If someone is looking to start a new theater, I will be an open book. I mean, I we we just want we just love this organization, and so yeah. we have a Facebook page. Um, we have an Instagram. Yeah, um, our our Facebook page is Facebook slash. Arts in Motion Pasco and our Instagram is Aim Pasco. Um, okay. So and then yeah, and then you can find us where uh, our building is located on Seventh and Florida. No, mm-hmm. yes, Seventh yes. and Florida, the northwest corner. So if you know where the little gas station is, we are directly north of the gas station. We're there Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturday mornings. Um, so if you know if you had. Uh, costumes you want to donate just you know contact us through the Facebook page and we'll meet you there our um, James and the Giant Peach is going up October 20th through the 22nd and like I said tickets are on sale now at our website or you can purchase them at the door they will be the show will be at uh, PHSC's IPAC which is on Old Pasco Road in front of Cypress Creek Middle and High School all right well, fantastic. Thanks a lot for being here. This has been a fantastic podcast. Everybody else, thanks a lot for tuning in. If you've enjoyed the show, then please share it around so others can join in as well. The best way for new listeners to find the show is for our current listeners to talk about us. Follow us on Facebook at TAOB Podcast. Give us a like, drop us a comment, and don't forget to leave a five-star review. It really does help us out. I'm your host, Eric Baker, and this has been another episode of The Art of Business. Bye for now.